0: The first reading is taken from Isaiah 64, verses 1 to 9, and I'm reading from the New International Version. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you, as when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil. Come down to make your name known to your enemies and cause the nations to quake before you for when you did awesome things that we did not expect you came down and the mountains trembled before you since ancient times no one has heard no ear has perceived no eye has seen any god besides you who acts on behalf of those who wait for him you come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continued to sin against them, you were angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf and like the wind our sins sweep us away no one calls on your name or strives to lay hold of you for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins yet you lord are our father we are the clay you are the potter. We are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins for ever. Oh, look on us, we pray, for we are all your people. The second reading is from the Gospel according to Mark, chapter 13, verses 23 to 37. So, be on your guard. I have told you everything ahead of time. But in those days, following that distress, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from the sky and the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, people will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory, and he will send his angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of the heaven. Now, learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its twigs get tender and its leaves come out, you know that summer is near. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know that it is near, right at the door. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words. Will never pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Therefore, be on guard, be alert. You do not know when that time will come. It's like a man going away. He leaves his house and he puts his servants in charge, each with their assigned tasks, and tells the one at the door to keep watch. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know when the owner of the house will come back, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. If he comes suddenly, do not let him find you sleeping. What I say to you, I say to everyone, watch.
1: Today is the first Sunday of Advent, a time to start looking forwards. But to what, exactly? I don't know about you, but this November, I'm mainly looking forward to seeing the back of 2020. I'm not quite sure what Christmas is going to look or feel like. I do know that Advent this year is not going to feel the way it usually does. What would I give to be able to hug people, hug you all in fact? or wander through the Christmas market, relishing the crowds, queuing with complete strangers, all with steaming breath and rosy cheeks for chestnuts and mulled wine. And if I'm being truthful, what would make my Christmas morning would be waking up and finding 2020 had all been a bad dream, to hurry down to church, to find it crammed to at least 150% capacity to stay for Holy Communion afterwards and be able to take the bread and the wine, to go home, shake hands with neighbours and maybe pop round for a mince pie later. I think many of us are hoping things will be different in 2021. And yet the experts tell us things are probably going to get worse before they get better. But maybe Advent is about more than just looking forward to Christmas. After all, the traditional Advent readings we've heard today don't seem very Christmassy. Let's look at them again. Isaiah is preaching to Judah after it's split from the rest of Israel, at a time when it's often under attack from powerful neighbouring kingdoms. And among the many things Isaiah says, he tells Judah that things will get worse before they get better. The world hasn't really changed much, has it? But Isaiah doesn't stop praying, and it's quite a prayer. Oh God, he says, I wish you'd come down and shake things up a bit. Shake things up a lot. Start a chain reaction that shakes your enemies to the core. You've done it before. And we didn't see it coming. We were completely blown away. You can do it again. All those people who claim to know other gods, do they really? Since before the beginning of time, there's only ever been you. You're the only one that's ever made a difference. And you have promised to come through for those who truly follow you. I know that's not us. We've never truly followed you. We just can't stop doing wrong things. We're like fallen leaves blown far away from you by the winds. But although we're made of clay, it's your clay you made us. You're our father. Don't forget us. Look down. Take pity on us. Make us your people again. And these words strike a real chord with me right now. 2020 has taught us many things, but one surely has to be that we are like clay pots. doesn't take much to break us. Our society is fragile, our health, our wealth, it's all fragile. We're not nearly as in control of our own destiny as we'd like to think we are. Don't you, like Isaiah, want to... Beg God, oh Lord, come down, make a difference, show the world, show us you're real. We might be pretty useless, but you made us, don't give up on us yet. And the answer to Isaiah's prayer and ours is the person we heard speaking in our second reading. Because Jesus is the proof God never forgot and never will forget his creations of clay. Because Jesus is God become clay, re-establishing its potential forever. This is exactly the sort of earth-shaken, mountain-tumbling, fire-starting chain reaction Isaiah was praying for. So what is God made clay, God made human, saying. Jesus is answering a specific question from his four closest disciples. They've asked him when the temple is going to be destroyed. He tells them that it will be in their generation's lifetime, but puts it in a wider context of the persecution of the early church. Things are most definitely going to get worse, he tells them. But after that, they are going to get better. Because one day, at the end of all things, he will come again in glory. And instead of scattering them to the ends of the world, the winds will gather his people back. Jesus reassures them that even though everything they know will be turned upside down, His promises will hold, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Now, none of Jesus' disciples were going to see Jesus return in glory while they were alive. But this is still his message to them, to watch, be on their guard, fulfill their calling as his servants and to always be ready for his return. And that's what they go on to do. They live their lives in this balance between their future hope and their present calling. And Advent is the time of year for us to find that balance too. It's a time to ask ourselves, are we ready for the return of the Lord? To look forward to when he will come back, to when all the promises will be fulfilled and the winds will gather us up to our Father rather than blowing us away. But you know, I think perhaps rather than Advent being just a season of preparing for Christmas, maybe preparing for Christmas is a picture of how we should think about Jesus' return. When we're getting ready for Christmas, we don't just sit around hoping the decorations will fall onto the tree. The presents will wrap themselves and the turkey will knock on the door and walk into the oven. Because we're looking forward to it, we get ready for it. We get busy. We invite people round. We show them. We love them. I found what Tim said last week inspiring. Do you remember? He invited us to stand on our thresholds, look around at the land God has given us, and then step out with the good news of the kingdom of God. Let's do it. Let's change our Advent traditions. Let's create calendars of compassion, not consumption. Open a door of kindness every day. Look up and down our streets. Ask ourselves who needs a kind word, help getting shopping, maybe an invitation for dinner on Christmas Day, maybe an invitation to the church services we're hoping to hold over Christmas. Maybe you can't do that due to your own circumstances, but you can probably pray for someone, ring someone up to encourage them, or write a loving message in a card. You know, there have been times this year when I've just wanted Jesus to come back now. In fact, Jesus coming back is the only thing that would be even better than waking up on Christmas morning to find 2020 was a bad dream. I don't want presents. I just want Jesus. But we are also meant to be presents bringers. And I think God delays the second coming to give us a chance to be just that. People who walk in his presence and take his presence, his light, his life with them into the world. People of compassion, not of consumption. I'd like to finish by lighting a candle for the first Sunday of Advent. People of God awake. The day is coming soon when we shall see God face to face. Remember the ways and the works of God. God calls us out of darkness to walk in the light of his coming. We are God's children. Lord, make us one as we walk with Christ today and forever. Amen.
0: Let us pray.
2: A Prayer of a New Guinea Christian At Advent, we should try the key to our heart's door. It may have gathered rust. If so, this is the time to oil it in order that the heart's door may open more easily when the Lord Jesus wants to enter at Christmas time. Lord, oil the hinges of our heart's doors that they may swing gently and easily to welcome your coming. Amen. We pray that we will all be ready to meet God face to face, whenever and however that will be. Lord, show us how to live and give us the courage to go forward. We pray that all those who lead and advise may be led and advised by you, so that our decisions are in line with your compassion. Lord, show us how to live and give us the courage to go forward. We pray that our families and neighbours may be brought into contact with the one true living God and experience his love for them. Lord, show us how to live and give us the courage to go forward. We pray for those hurt by injustice that they may know your support. For those who are ill or in pain, that they may receive healing and wholeness. Lord, show us how to live and give us the courage to go forward. We pray for those who have died and now see you face to face. We pray for all those who mourn, that they may be comforted. We look with hope to the fulfilment of all you have done and offer you our thanks and praise for all your love. Merciful Father, accept these prayers for the sake of your Son, our Saviour Jesus Christ. Amen.